Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. What's going on, you guys? Happy Friday. I hope everyone had a fantabulous week. I'm recording from Washington State, where I flew this week to visit my family, um, right back in my parents' closet, where this whole thing started. So I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of have mixed emotions. Honestly, when you first got on the phone, you sounded more chipper than you've ever sounded in your entire life. (laughs) I will say I'm very happy to get some family time because I haven't seen my parents since Christmas, which is crazy. I think that's the longest I've ever gone without seeing them. So yeah, it's good to be home. Um, Good to be on the farm. Good to see the baby goats and the chickens and the zoo of animals that we have. Well, I was about to say for anyone who's not hip to it, um, can you lay out your Miley Stewart origin story? Yes. So I grew up in a farm town outside of Seattle, but my parents had this ranch over in eastern Washington since I was like two or three. So every summer we would come over here and bop around and then my parents decided to fully retire over here. So I didn't like grow up going to school here, but I definitely grew up and had like memories here in the summers. And it's been quite interesting. We've since grown the family, the zoo of animals from, I think we We bought a zoo. (laughs) We bought a literal zoo. I think we have four horses, five cats, two cattle dogs, two burros, which is like a small donkey, cousin of a donkey, two baby goats now, which I named one of them Ronald Reagan and we call him Ronnie and we're obsessed. Um, Did I miss any? Oh, there's like chickens on the property and the neighbors have some more goats, but they're not technically ours. But yeah, it's just... A lot. And that's like a Midwestern version of We Bought a Zoo. Correct. So it's really good to be home. Um, Great to be able to work from home and have some time up here. But how was your week, Ashley? I haven't talked to you in a while. I don't know if that's true, is it? I feel like over, well, we text like every day, but like, is that true? Well, I just got back seven minutes ago from the gym because as you know I am now a gym girly such a fitness queen it's rubbing off (laughs) such a fitness queen it's rubbing off and it is not it's like a regular old gym so I have not befriended anyone however I recognize the same character I have a laundry list of fall movies that you need to watch that you haven't yet yes let's talk about that at the end of the episode when we give people some content to consume yes but the most important thing is that Taylor Swift is coming out with a brand new album That is the biggest deal on earth. Wait, I'm sorry. We skipped over your gym thing. Do you go there at the same time every day? Is that why you're seeing the same characters? Usually within the same two-hour frame, one and a half hour, two-hour time frame. And that is, yes, why I'm seeing the same characters that I'm analyzing. And did you do anything else fun with your week? Oh, I was supposed to go to trivia on Wednesday, as you, the fans know. Any real fans uh, know that that's my latest passion with any friends. Any real fans but know this that one, Ashley's a trivia fiend. Because now we're trying to hop around, find the best one. And then this one that we were planning to go on Wednesday had a minimum number of people that had to go. And we decided oh, to odd. last minute. So what and was also, the minimum number? I think seven. Um, big. I know. For I don't even have seven minute. friends. <laughs> you don't even have seven friends in one city. No, literally don't. <laughs> and um, 
I also called and I was like, hi, don't reservation. And they were like, oh, we're like booked. Are you nuts? You should have called days and days ago. <laughs> They're laughing. We're booked and busy over here at Trivia Night, you like, fool. We are booked and busy. And then also I have a bone to pick with going out. Not It's like my favorite pastime on a Saturday. However, we tried to go out someplace this past Saturday and the line was over an hour for a very mediocre place. Like the line outside to get in? Yeah, the line. Yeah, we waited like an hour, oh over an hour. And like, okay, God. let's get out of here. And there wasn't even live music. And Here's it's not like it was thing. a club. It was just a regular old bar. And the thing is, <laughs> we're wasting a lot of time is, talking about these things. But the thing is that the they things. sell all these VIP tickets to people. Who's going to pay thirty dollars to get into a mediocre bar in Orange County? Idiot. A lot of people want to impress girls, probably. A lot of people is the answer yeah. because that's why we had to wait an hour with only 10 people in front of us. That's insane. I'm getting to the point now. I'm 24. I don't need to wait an hour to get into a bar. I don't. Um, I will if it's like if there's like live music and I promise like cheap drinks. But this one promised neither. These ones actually promise expensive drinks <laughs> and no live music. No promises. <laughs> No it actually promised the exact opposite of what I would wait an hour for. Yeah, that's thoroughly upsetting. I remember when we waited nice. like 40 minutes at least for Tin Roof. No, for sure. Tin Good roof. music, yeah, there, cheap drinks. Yeah, there are certain bars in Nashville you just have to wait in line. And there's just more and more hype created around it because everyone sees everyone waiting in the line. And they're like, oh, this must be the place to be. And then everyone gets in line. Herd mentality. Herd mentality. Herd mentality. Um, so that's my little bit of a bone to pick, and something's got to give. That's all I have to say. Something's got to give. Diane Keaton. Um, Diane Keaton. So something that we love and cherish here yeah, at Just Go With It is our queen, oh. Taylor Swift. We used to talk about her. Do you remember, Ashley, back in the throes of the podcast back in the early days? We used to talk about her like every episode. We still do. I think because there was a lot happening. There was new yeah. albums coming out. There, there was, was a lot, lot of kids. happening. And guess what? There's another one coming. Um, Here's another bone I have to pick. And it's that I was so beyond incredibly excited to go to the Lover tour. Yes, Ashley's been holding on to these tickets. For oh no, they, I know I got a full refund like a year. Oh, ago. oh, thank God. However, yeah, she got tickets for Lover. However, I was so over the moon excited. I've been yeah. thinking, you know what? Maybe she's gonna reschedule. Maybe she's gonna reschedule. Right. And now it's been four albums, what two or three re-releases, and yeah. no, no Lover performance. No Lover in sight. Here is what the fans are saying. I'm not one of those people that follows all of the theories that come out. Like, there's too much to keep up with, and I can't keep up. And I also just choose not to. I can't put my energy into that. So I just take things as they come. I take her gifts as they give as she gives to us. She gave us Midnight's on October 21st. If you live under a rock, she announced that at the VMAs, her brand new album. Big freaking deal. But people are saying that Midnight's is supposed to be, like, the bonus track or, like, the flip side of the Lover album. And that she'll probably perform Midnight's and Lover together and then probably perform Folklore and Evermore together because those are like groupings of vibes. But who the hell knows? I could not agree more about the Midnight's. Is it plural? Yeah. Midnight's and Singular Lover. Midnight's. And Singular mm. Lover together. I completely think that's the two where I'm finally going to get to go to. I don't think she's going to be performing Evermore and Folklore. I think she'll do a few songs from each on this supposed tour. Yeah, I can't see her doing like a Sad Girl Autumn tour with just those two albums. Can you imagine how interesting that would be? And can you imagine what a downer? And something that I'm also pressed about, believe me, I'm someone who thinks the more the merrier, the more seats at the table, come one, 
Come on. Come on. Doors However, open. the doors always open. However, I want this one to be closed because <laughs> yeah, people who all never take these fans, first. all these fans have now come, which is great for her, you know, yeah. more seats at the table. However, it's going to be a stampede to get tickets. Are we going to go together also? Yeah, I would love to. I'm ready Maybe. to like drop Let's a lot of money. <laughs> Um, let's plan ahead um but it's just like now all of these fans you being one of them are clamoring for tickets because you had a resurgence of falling in love with her post those lover tickets being sold yes it's true i know it's always going to be insane she literally is the music industry i don't know how anyone's going to get to see her perform also is she not tired she's been doing this day in and day out for 17 years Tell me your hot take on this. I was just telling two of my friends, and I think they disagreed with me. I was saying, (laughs) I know that celebrities don't owe us anything. Mm -hmm. However, Taylor Swift gives us such little that we Mm. don't even know what state she lives in. (laughs) Oh, because she's, like, valuing her privacy? No, yeah. And I totally – that's great. How dare she? No, that's great. I just wish she could toss us a quarterly bone. Yeah, I mean, and we all know where bone, her many, many houses are, pretty much. And by quarterly bone, literally just, I don't know, a story of her cats. Yeah. Um, Something very, very minor. she's on TikTok now. Yeah, but it's always promo stuff. It's never yeah. just for fun. I just want some stuff for fun from Taylor. And I know she gives and gives to us. However, yeah. we all bend over backwards for her and have for 15 years. And I think she yeah. could give us a little more. It's true. I know she is really protecting her peace. And like, we what love did that you do for her? her last birthday? I'd love to we, know. We just don't know. Remember you know, the she days? Her 21st birthday, she cried. This was <laughs> this was before your time, but the days when she would have the 4th of July um, bashes in Rhode Island and she'd have so many pictures. I am hip to these, yes. <laughs> I wasn't at the time, but I am now, but yes. And it would just also, be such a media frenzy and it was so great. I have a fun fact about Taylor that I don't even think I've told you, Ashley, Hmm. but her apartment when she used to have that penthouse in Nashville, like one of her many places of residence, you can see it from my apartment. You can see where she lives. Is she still? I'm not sure if she still owns it. And that's another thing. We just don't know. And that's what I'm mad about. (laughs) But anyways, we're all excited. We stand Taylor with all our hearts and souls. I can't wait to do a whole album debrief once we like really listen to it get in depth with the lyrics our oh, favorite yeah, songs down. can't wait I hope, so that not, that. I hope that they're not all downers i'd like a couple uppers okay so it was said by her that a lot of them are going to be nightmares but some of them are going to be dreams so i feel like it's going to be some 1989 okay. vibes like there's going to be some whimsy there's going to be some playfulness nothing to add to your seasonal depression like an album about nightmares in <laughs> almost november <laughs> She knew what she was doing with Evermore. She yeah. knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm real excited. And I'm just hoping that someone, something's got to give with her touring. Much Definitely. like with trivia, much like with bar lines, much like with you bailing hay these next 10 days. Something's got to give. Much like it. My roommate has been to every single Taylor Swift concert that has ever happened. That's really neat. Does she have t-shirts from each one? Really neat. She is the biggest Swiftie I've ever seen, I think. Maybe. Whenever we say neat, I feel like we're old men saying that's neato. That's pretty neato. Good for her. Good for that girl. <laughs> no, but Good for her. yes, I'm very ecstatic and time will tell if I actually like this album as much as as much as others. Next on the docket, 
I want to jump into our segment that we like to call snack time next. Oh, mix up the order. Wow. Mix it up. I just can't. Gee whiz. <laughs> Gee whiz. I can't keep up. I can't stop thinking about the book I just read. Oh, well, that's why. Okay. I've yeah, read it I can't stop thinking about it. Have you read it recently? Maybe like a year ago. Do you remember anything? Yeah. Enough? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that, well, first of all, it's by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yeah. Excellent person. You guys TJR. get off to calling Hoover Train. She's a great intro back into reading. However, there's other authors out there like her that write just a little surprise. bit. They're not all about sex, everyone. That, <laughs> and also that just write a little bit deeper and write about yeah. relationships better. But yeah. continue. Yeah. We're not hating on Colleen, by the way. We just, as experienced readers, we have different opinions of different authors. Just expand your experiences. You know, we don't need to read all Colleen and then give up on reading. Yeah. Uh, this so book what'd you think hit. Of it? it hit me so hard. It hit me in all the places I need to be hit. It smacked me around. It pushed me over. And it made you reassess your life? Yeah. And I read it in like two sittings, which is when I know that I'm absolutely obsessed with the book because I just devour it. I can't put it down. I hyperfixate, you know? Huh. And like there's other books. Like the one I just read before this was Golden Girl by Ellen Hildebrand. And I really wanted to like it, but I just kept picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, read a tiny bit, put it down. And like, that is no way to live. And that is no way to read a book. And this one I read in two sittings. I read it on the plane. It was incredible. Um, lovely experience on my four and a half hour flight out here. God, and then a long time. it's a long time. It was horrendous. I was sandwiched between two really elderly women and it was just very interesting for me. Um, <laughs> but basically what happens in the book, just, I'm going to give you a teaser or should we just do spoilers because. Oh uh, no, give a teaser. Okay. I'm giving you a teaser. I, we can and talk about it we... without giving spoilers. Okay. Okay. So basically this girl, she's the main character, Emma. She falls in love with her high school sweetheart. They get married. They are from the same hometown and all they want to do is like travel the world. So they live in their 20s. They go off to college all the way across the country in LA. They're from this small town in Massachusetts. Um, I believe it's Massachusetts. Anyways, and they create this amazing, beautiful life, really adventurous. She's a travel writer. He does photography or production assisting for some travel magazine, whatever, whatever, like a cool, glamorous life. He takes a project one year after they get married over to go up in Alaska and his helicopter goes down and he goes missing and everyone else is found and he's presumed dead. So she mourns the loss of the love of her life. Her life is turned upside down. She's grief stricken. She moves back home. And then a few years later, she starts up a new romance with someone she also knew in high school and had a history with in the past. Um, and then you love both people. So you're like torn. Then... Then this is a spoiler also. They say this, I think, on the back. This is on the back. This is all on the back. Then her husband of whatever, a year, but she was with him for like nine years. He is found. He is rescued. He wasn't dead this whole time. It's been three and a half years or like three years and then half a year of recovery before he can like go back into society or whatever, which is nuts in itself. And he comes back just expecting her to, you know pick things right back up where they left off and she's changed so much in three and, and a half years she's engaged to this other guy right and she's engaged to this other man and so then she has to go through this horrible decision this catch-22 of who does she hurt 
and it, what, or does she like risk losing both of them because she can't decide and no one likes when girls sit on the fence about things so it's just so good there's a moral dilemma I cared about the characters all so much I shed so many tears at the end the way she writes about love I okay. love it so much I was also gonna say the way that she writes I've never had anything this catastrophic happen to me, thank God. But the yeah. way in the beginning that she describes losing someone and mm-hmm. like picking yourself back up and how one day you smile and you feel pretty guilty. And then like one day you go to bed and at the end of the day you realize, wow, today was like an okay day. And then today mm-hmm. was a good day. I thought was really, really good. And the way she describes grief as something you have to move through. It's not ever something you get over. And then it's kind of like a turtle shell. Like you wear it for a long time until one day you can choose to pick it up and take it off. And she has to choose to take it off so that she has any chance of living a normal, happy life. And yeah. then the old guy comes back into play. I mean, you feel bad for the old guy because he it's not his fault that he was literally trapped on an island for three years trying to survive. Ugh. And when she's trying to decide between the two men, isn't the gist of it kind of like what type of person do you want to be? Yeah, so th- person at the end, she's really deciding like it's not who she loves more because the love for each of these men and the lives that she has with each of these men are so different. It's more like who does she love for herself like your different versions of yourself depending on which relationship you're in who does she love being around who does she love seeing reflected in herself and so she learns a lot about that it's really cool to see like her internal dialogue and her thoughts I think that's all very well written and then also fun little bonus side story between her and her sister I loved her and her sister oh I like vaguely remember I should probably reread it it's so good <laughs> i had medium to low expectations like no, i knew I it was I told a, you it was decent or i told I knew it was like a was tiktok good. you know recommendation i love other taylor jenkins read books yeah she just doesn't miss go queen go off let's get her on the podcast um i think i've tried i think she was on a press tour or something <laughs> I, there's more of her books there's more of her books that i do want to read she has like maybe three more like older ones that i'm sure yeah. just is good but that's well, excellent the point is i highly highly recommend this book like I just I haven't read a book that's gotten me this excited in a long time (laughs) I was telling my mom I was like everyone is totally on this reading train I was talking to one of our other best friends she was like Ashley got a library card the other day (laughs) I'm so excited reading is back baby back and better than ever (laughs) reading is cool again how does it feel Um, all the people who were nerdy in middle school reading their books are like kicking the the dirt right now just pissed off All the people that would read during lunchtime. Yeah. Um, and I think that quarantine honestly has a lot to do with it. And then yeah. just enough cool people, quote unquote cool, like enough like young 20s people started reading and now mm-hmm. it's spread like wildfire. <laughs> and I honestly think TikTok has somewhat of a plan yeah, too because – You in a young 20s Yeah. Still. And then people are just like recommending books left and right. It's like a virtual book club. It's very cool. So what are it. you reading next? Um, next, I brought two books home. I did not expect to get through this one so damn quickly. I've been here for one day. Maybe you should Amazon my favorite book of 2022, which is like I've said, 28 Summers. I'm going to literally pound this into your head until you read it. Ashley, I don't know what I'll do if you don't like it. I don't know what I'll do. Ashley, I would. But you don't get Amazon. I tried to Amazon something to this house on Monday, on Monday, which was October. I'm so sorry. It was August 30th or something like that. Into 29th. 
And it said the Amazon Prime wouldn't get there until September 7th. <laughs> that is how much in the boonies we are. It's over a week for Prime here. It's not a day and a half like it is Which in Nashville. Which is odd because you can see your neighbors, I guess. It's not like you're literally in the middle of nowhere. No, but so like when you look us up on a map, it's like we're literally in Canada. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's so bizarre. It's insane. So what are you actually reading next? I forgot the title of the other book that I brought home. Do you guys have a library there even? Yeah, small one. That's a good point. I can go to the library. I'm sure they don't have anything from the last few years. What on earth is the other book that I brought home? Clearly it's not impactful. Oh, Love and Other Words. Oh, yeah. Uh, Our friend recommended that to me. I couldn't find a library. Love and Other Words is all over TikTok. Um, Claudia Oshry just read it and Jackie said that that author... This is my first book by whatever her name is. I think it's like Christina something. She's also great, apparently. I for this um, genre. I think that this winter it is time for me to reread One Day in December. Me too. Me I too. think it's time. It's time. Oh, it's it is past <laughs> time. It is One Day in December time. <laughs> time is up. If you guys don't know, that's our all-time favorite book. Um, and we work on the press at least team for Ashley's. I don't know if it's my all-time favorite book. It's not my all-time. There are other ones that have impacted my life. It's just that yeah. one just has a very soft spot in my heart to the characters. A very special place that really just kicked off this whole reading kick that we're on. Oh, and yeah. I just started taking like every recommendation Ashley threw at me for books. And, and yeah. I'm telling you, it was like a month ago, still thinking about the characters from 28 Summers. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm so down. It's not like I'm against reading it. I just couldn't find it anywhere. So now I have all these other books That's- stacked up on my to-be-read stack. Or certain books that I too cannot find anywhere and on Amazon it'll be like a one and a half week wait and then before you know it, it's been a month since I wanted to find it so I would have got it by now but I just <laughs> didn't at the time. Also nothing makes me feel more elite and better than everyone like reading in public so I think I'm going to start doing that more okay. not just reading in private because think about how cool <laughs> and mysterious and smart you look even when you're just reading something oh, silly totally. like a Colleen Hoover. Um, and you're going to start reading while you're walking down the street holding it in front of your face. <laughs> It's also so dystopian how every girl at my pool. So my apartment complex is literally just made up of hot twenty something. Don't tell me they're all women. reading Colleen Hoover. They're all reading Colleen Hoover and also all the like book talk recommendations. Like it's insane. We're all carbon should, copies of one another. You should start a thing in your lobby for a book exchange. I'm like, who wants to trade books? <laughs> yeah, it's like trading Pokemon cards. Anyways. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. If you aren't into reading, I'm so sorry. But like if you want to get into it, One Day in December, One True Loves, Taylor Jenkins Reid. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's see it. One thing also about One True Love, the last thing, is that I really loved the storyline of her and her sister and her and her parents and how they own that bookstore and they want their daughters to grow up and take over the bookstore. It's so wholesome like the whole thing seriously like there was just a lot of side characters that I cared about so much they weren't just there for fluff they like really added value um which I think Taylor Jenkins Reid does so well is like the side characters are all adding so much value I think of Evelyn Hugo and all those side characters and Daisy Jones all that stuff wait did she Um, keep the bookstore spoiler does she keep the bookstore okay and that's the life that that's sweet okay it's really really tender (laughs) Um, and it reminded me very much of myself. And I was like, am I going to move back home one day when I'm 31? Like, Take we'll over see. what? The farm? Yes. I don't see you at 31. Maybe at 
an older age. I don't know, man. Anyways. You're mucking stalls, so, and I'll believe it when I see it. I would probably take over the farm, but not the animals. The animals have got to go. <laughs> You're shipping them all out. But something I want to talk about is the importance of prioritizing family time because the book really made me feel a lot of strong family ties and it made me so happy that I'm here with my parents and just it's really really hard when you're in your 20s and you're moving out and most people move to a new city whether that be like an hour away from home a state away or across the country like I did no matter what you just kind of feel that weird longing because you're not I mean I made a TikTok about this but you're not like off at college you know for a couple of years yeah, if you want to follow us, follow us at just go with a dot podcast on TikTok and Instagram. But it's just so hard because you're not gone for a short period of time. Who knows how long you're gone for? You're just settling into the routine of adulthood. And like, where, where do you go from there? You're never going to see your parents, like, except for holidays now. Like, it's hard. I have no signs to back this up whatsoever. But isn't it that by the time you're in your 20 something, you've already spent what 90% of the time with your parents that you're ever going to spend? Is that the statistic? That means I, no, that's not the exact one. But let me look it up. Are you just talking. pulling things out of? No, it's, it's roughly like that. But keep keep it going. Keep talking. Okay. I'm gonna look it up. Too bad we didn't have it a just, fact checker. It just makes me so ill. Like I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. Like you don't really love your hometown. You feel like you're suffocated there or claustrophobic. Like you just need to get out there and see the world, and you need to grow and try new things and push yourself. And that is amazing. I support that. That's what I did. I moved across the country completely by myself. Obviously, taking things to the extreme is what I love to do. But needless to say, it doesn't make it any easier that you're so far away from your parents. And if you are lucky enough that both your parents are still alive and you miss them, it's hard and nobody talks about it. Everyone's just supposed to be cool and in your 20s and being independent, which is all great. But there are times when I sit in that loneliness and I just crave being a child again or just like being taken care of or being around my parents or going to the grocery with them and cooking dinner. Like it's just so absent in my adult life. And I didn't realize that that was going to leave such a gaping hole in my heart in my 20s. That is devastating. Anyways, according to- I'd like to, to hear- <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm reading it. <laughs> Anyways, thank you I'm for reading. pouring your heart out to us. We don't- Oh, no, care. no. I know. And I'm not sure what to tell you. Um, actually can't relate at all because she no. still lives at home. Talk and about your experience, actually. It'd be very interesting for people to know. Okay. Let me read this to you. 75% of the time that we spend with our kids in our lifetime as parents is done by age 12. Age 12? Yeah, because then they spend half of their day at school, a qu- another quarter mm. of their day at sports. And then they go to college and then you might see them only at holidays and then they get married and then you only see them every other holiday and things get – That is so depressing. Get like more and more sparse. It's claiming 75% from this U.S. data – data or data? (laughs) World in data – dot org. It's saying 75% of the time. Well, that seems reliable, so let's go with it. So (laughs) – so you tell me what that means for our grandparents and our cousins and our aunts oh, and uncles. That's so sad. I want to hear your perspective, actually. I'm really curious, Ashley, My because perspective is that she's, you're 23 turning 24 and you live with your hey, parents. Hey, don't she? 23. Which a lot of people, I will say, 
you're really lucky that you have a good relationship with your parents and they don't drive you absolutely insane because I know like 90% of people could not do what you're doing. Like they would go insane living with their parents for over like a year post-grad or whatever. I love my parents. Don't tell them I said that. (laughs) Don't don't tell them. Um, I think we get along extremely well and Mm -hmm. I think that I'm an adult and they're an adult, but they're also my parents at the same time. There's like still that respect there. But we're all adults and it's like, where are you going? I'm going out with friends. I'll be back tonight. I'm not spending the night anywhere. I'll be back. Okay. Mm -hmm. See you uh, later. Maybe I'll be up. Maybe I won't. (laughs) It's just very communicative adults. Sometimes we go out to dinner together. We went to dinner on Sunday night. Um, (laughs) Do you feel like your relationship with them has changed a lot since moving home after I feel like my relationship changed more. When I was, let me think, the turn of maybe like, how old was I, junior year? Of college? Yeah. I feel like it transitioned between sophomore and junior year. So when I went abroad and I feel like- Interesting. Now it is the way it was then. But when I came back from abroad, I feel like it was like, okay, we're all grownups. Like, well, you're still my parents, but like, Mm -hmm. you're not a little kid. And you know how to take care of yourself and I'm you don't have a curfew like I don't know you're mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not running amok you're not 15 anymore so I actually feel like it changed from whenever I was 18 19 19 maybe I was 19 19 or mm-hmm. 20 yeah around there and that's the age where it's like oh have a drink with us you know it's not weird yeah like for your friends I just wonder because too. I feel like there's a difference between being 22 or 23, however old you are, senior year, and 22 or 23, not in school. Like the not in school element, to me, at least makes like a like a big jump in that relationship, I think, or at least in that perspective, maybe. Yes, but like I said, it has something to do with the transition of me having gone abroad. Like if I can pinpoint a time in my life where the transition was different, it was being 17, 18, freshman sophomore ish year mm-hmm. and then in 1920 after interesting and like Do that they ever... feel like they started treating me more like adults like yeah. me, like an adult and then my friends also like adults then and like I feel like the same kind of well not in the way they treat them but like any of my friends parents it's like oh like we're all grown-ups now like I haven't yeah. seen your mom in like six months yeah let's like go get a drink with her <laughs> Yeah, that's cute. I love that. Do like you my feel friends like... love sitting and talking to my parents for hours. Yeah. Do you ever encounter. get the itch to like move out and be independent or do you not have that itch? I do, but also not terribly. You're like, fine. It's just so rare that you can like get along with your parents that well. Yeah. No, we get along pretty well. It's really nice. It's lovely. You come over for dinner? Yeah, no, my I friends like him, hanging out with them. Um, I was hanging yeah. out with my friend the other week, and she was like, I haven't seen your mom in a long time. I was like, No, we gotta go. Yeah, I was like, You're not coming in the house, we gotta go to where we're going. You can't come and talk to her for an hour, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess most people you didn't notice in, in college more the transition of being a kid to an, a grown up. Um, I guess maybe I did, but my parents were in another state, and so it felt like my two lives were separate. My life in college in California and my life back home in Washington when I would go home. It felt like two separate things. And then afterwards, after graduation, and I moved back for that that short period of quarantine, COVID, whatever time, I think that's mostly when I experienced a transition because I wasn't like a college kid. I wasn't 
a student anymore. I was just a full-blown adult, you know, trying to find a job, doing my thing. So that was interesting. Yeah, buckaroo. So yeah, but regardless, all of this to say, a lot of people are living away from their parents. And if you're lucky enough to actually enjoy sort of the city that you grew up in, maybe you're not too far away and you're drivable. But a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are in a completely new state. And it's just not something that gets talked about enough, at least in my circles, is like that weird regression where you just want to be taken care of for like one moment. Like when I was coming home the night before, I was so excited. I was like, I cannot wait to not have to make myself dinner every night. Like I don't have to figure out what I'm eating for dinner for like a week. Like what a glorious idea. I remember being in the apartment and thinking, I just can't. Now I have to, I figured out maybe half of the time. Yeah. A good and a half, maybe. But in my apartment, I'm thinking, my God, what are you supposed to do when you have your own kids? And you have to think you know. of what to have for dinner. And they're breathing down your neck three meals. Not even just dinner. It's three yeah. meals a day. <laughs> it's three they're expecting three. <laughs> three full nutritious meals a day. And no wonder our parents would want to shoot us if we, like, once we start driving, if it was like, oh, did you pick this up on the way home and you forget? Or yeah. did you – And no wonder they were just throwing cereal in front of our faces because there's just not enough time in the day. There's not enough effort. They have their own lives and own things going on. Also, imagine packing a lunch every night. Oh God! For a bunch of a bunch of buckaroos, a bunch of buckaroos with some chubby fingers. (laughs) Yeah, with some chubby fingers (laughs) and toes. Yeah, forget just feeding yourself. And then also, what if you have a picky eater? Are you gonna be one of those parents that says you're gonna starve? I don't think you are. I don't think that. so. My niece is really, really picky. I was picky when I was pretty little. Her sister, I was picky too, and then I got over it, and then I was picky again, and then I got over it. But she just like <laughs> literally only ate blueberries for like the first eight oh, years God. of her life. Yeah, it was really bad. They were like, "Please, God, eat some protein." Like she was just so oh, little. Oh God. Yeah, she that's was so neat. picky. That's neat. And bread. She'd eat bread and blueberries, and that's it. <laughs> Um, anyways, so what do you do when you're sitting in your apartment and it's raining outside and the last thing you want to do on your final straw is cooking yourself dinner and you miss your parents? Do you cry? Um, What do you do? Yeah, I do love to cry. I think (laughs) crying is so therapeutic, honestly. Just let it out. There is no point in keeping that in. Um, I like to watch movies. I like to escape through movies and books. Yeah, just like get into someone else's story or ask someone else how they're doing to kind of get out of my own head. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no use in talking about it either. Like that is just the way it is. There's no getting better with that situation unless you move back home, which I'm not going to do anytime soon. So it's like, you just have to get used to it. You just have to get used to not seeing your parents like ever. (laughs) (laughs) So what (laughs) are you, are you calling them or what amendments are you or what changes are you making um are you more conscious i know that your dad sends you his poetry in the mail yeah it's really cute um yeah i mean i try to make sure i call them a decent amount and talk to them and sometimes i'll get so busy that i won't have time to be thinking about it and getting sad which is always the best so i do like to stay busy but i definitely try and talk to them on the phone at least once a week if not more too busy to push down emotions or too busy to let emotions come up I mean too busy to let them bubble up to the surface who wants that usually it happens at night in the dark deep depth <laughs> 2 a.m you wake up with your heart racing thinking about your mom and dad yeah like the other night I was trying to go to sleep and I was literally laying my head down to rest and something I read in my book like really set me off and I was just like what close my it? eyes 
It was just something cute about like family stuff, oh. like being so close to your family. And my eyes were like crying, but I was asleep. Like my eyes were closed, <laughs> but I could feel them crying. Like I could feel the tears trying to get out. And I would like barely open my eyes like half a centimeter and tears would like start falling on my face. It was like the worst. I was like, can I just go to sleep? Like do I have to cry every time I feel anything? Uh, sleepless nights, huh? I didn't know that. But yeah. No, I mean, not all the time. I was like a one one time instance, but I was like, damn, I just like cry really easily. Like the instant I feel something, it's like right there. The tears ready to go, locked and ready. Just wait until you have kids one day. The emotions yeah. gonna send you oh, over God. the edge. The hormones from when I'm pregnant, I'm scared, <laughs> terrified. <laughs> um. So, anyways, since you are home, what what activities do you have with your parents? A poetry um, writing session with your dad. A lot of just hanging out. I'm going to make some TikToks with my dad. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's going to be really funny. Um, we have a lot of movies to get through. We're going to the movies tonight. We're going to one of our friends' lake houses tomorrow oh, to nice. just spend some time by the water. Um, and then I, I have my wedding, my friend's wedding on Saturday. So Saturday and Sunday, I'll be hanging out with her and her family. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to the gym with my dad. Nothing crazy. I asked my mom if I could ride a horse maybe. So... Stay tuned for some horse content. Yeah, Abby's absolutely terrified of the horses, and I would kill to ride the horses. I love the horses. Come up here anytime. My mom loves uh, loves yeah. walking people around. Hi, I'm here without Abby. Horse birthdays from ages two to ten for me. Oh yeah, and what was your first horse named? Banjo. And what was the most horrific sound in your entire life? His thud when they had to put him down. And his body hit the ground. Inside, it was inside a hole, wasn't it? You know, it was outside the hole and they had to shove him in. Oh, oh man. It's really sad. <laughs> so if you're a new listener, slowly, bit by bit, piece by piece, you can get some more uh, little nuggets from Abby's childhood. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm just here for comedic relief and fun story time. Yeah. But that being said, everyone hug your parents a little bit tighter. Cherish every moment you have with your family because we're growing up and who knows how many we have left. Not to be morbid, just saying live in the moment. That's true of you and day. anyone seize the day you know um and yeah go read some taylor jenkins read go listen to some taylor swift come october we're so excited for all of this this is very full circle a year ago go listen to taylor swift in october and in our, are we, are we in october no this is like fall 2020 like the way we're talking sounds like fall 2020 and also fall 2021 because that's when red came out and everyone was yeah, all yeah the re-records uh-huh. every fall she owns fall she bring back fall she's so, so good god yeah. bless taylor <laughs> God bless America. God bless your parents and your families. And I hope everyone has an amazing, safe, fun Labor Day. Woohoo! Go, go tear it up. Go team.